Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yo, Pariana! You're listening to Bandwagons. Great. Welcome back. God, we've got another we've got another bumper bumper episode for you. Yeah. Said, you know what? You, you deserve a little treat. You deserve Here's a big one. Treat. A heavy hitter. A heavy hitter, yeah. We're probably gonna be here for hours. Um a la Taylor Swift. We all yeah. know how that went. So <laughs> if we miss things, don't write to us saying, Oh my god, guys, you missed loads. This gal has had a very illustrious career. So she's only a year older than me. Why would you say that out loud? That's really depressing. And yeah, she, she looks several years younger than me, I would say. She's uh, she's very talented. She's aged incredibly strangely. She's always looked really young <laughs> even when she wasn't. Do you know what I mean? She's always looked really young even when she... You could never say that to someone's when face. She wasn't. So. You Do you know what I mean? No, but... So strangely. <laughs> Like I remember she was at when I when Fashion Police used to be on on E News and they were talking about who she was 24. I feel like she just permanently looks 19. Yeah. But anyway, we are talking about Ariana Grande and not like Did we not? Twink. We didn't mention that. No, we didn't. <laughs> but um when's the twink episode? Um uh, not would she come on, do you reckon? Yeah. Not? Absolutely. Reckon? She did live with Lucy there a couple of weeks ago. She'll absolutely yeah. do this. <laughs> we can see we're on fire with that, like. Um what when or what is your first memory of Miss uh, Ariana Grande? It was Victorious. Like I'm too old for Victorious. You are when too it... old for Victorious. <laughs> you were too old for Victorious at the time. I would. Imagine. And you don't know where you are now. It's the, the only song I know. The only you song don't I know have from to Victorious. Be afraid to put your dreams in action. No, the only one I know is um, BFB. BFB, my best friend's brother, my best friend's brother. Oh yeah, that's is that a Victoria song? Or is it just a Victoria Justice song? I thought it was a Victoria song. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, it used to always be on. Do you know that TV channel Stars? Yeah. 
Love where um, yeah it was all not always on that but there was a time where it was on that and none of the other music channels would play it for obvious reasons um and that's the only reason why i know that so there you go no victoria's had the best theme tune and it had a cast of like four girls who could absolutely sing and ariana grande was one of them and she just i remember just like seeing her on it and being like i just want to hear her sing all the things and then she did she played Kat on the show and she was she played a, Kat uh, Valentine. Yeah. And her character was a bit of a moron. For want yeah, of a better for want of a nicer yeah. way of saying that. Yeah, she kind of they compared it to Brittany Murphy and Clueless. Do you know that character? It's just yeah. like very impressionable, very easily led, but like an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Um, oh, I really want to watch Victoria's Now. What, what streaming flat, platform <laughs> platform can I get that on? Um, yeah, surely Nick have their own streaming platform at this stage. I don't think they, they do, don't. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, talk to me more about that because I, like, I, I did watch it, but I didn't watch it. Um, didn't watch it. What's the word? Didn't watch it regularly. Cons- didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, right? Okay, let's... Do you want to start at the beginning of her life and work do you up wanna, to it? Yeah, do you want to just start when she was born <laughs> and maybe we can go from there. Go from there, yeah. That's yeah. how we already do it. Um, okay, Ariana Grande Butera was born on the 26th of June, 1993. I think that would make her a Gemini or a Cancer. I'm Making sure. me a Gemini. I think it might be a Cancer. Um, in Boca Raton, Florida. Her mother, Joan Grande, is the Brooklyn-born CEO of Jose McCann Communications, a manufacturer of communications and safety equipment. Did you know that? I did not. Her mom's like a boss bitch. And her dad owned a graphic design firm in Boca Raton. Um, or Boca Raton, I never had to say that. Um, as a young child, she performed in children's theatre and was the title character in like Annie. That was her first ever musical. And she went on to be in... Um, versions of The Wizard of Oz and Beauty and the Beast and by the age of 13 she became serious about a music career but she like went at it from like a musical theatre route so I think her mom like brought her to Los Angeles and was like and to meet with like managers and she was 14 years old 13 or 14 at this stage and she was just like hi I'm Ariana Grande I want to make an R&B album and they were just like who is going to buy this 14 year old girl's R&B album they're like that's that's not realistic so she went on then and she got cast in a musical on Broadway called 13, along with Liz Gillies, who was also in Victorious. Victorious. Yeah. So that was her whole life like leading up to Victorious. And then the two of them got cast at the same time for the same Nickelodeon show after being in the same Broadway musical, which is pretty cool. Um, Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Victorious, it's a sitcom set at a performing arts school. Ariana plays the adorably dim-witted Cat Valentine and she has like roaring red hair in it. Like bright, like, like Rihanna yeah. loud era hair. Yeah, I had hair like that once. Um, she because had to die because of Rihanna, I think. Oh yeah, for um, She had to dye her hair every week because red every week to keep it that red because um, Dan Schneider, who was the like executive producer, wanted... Bad man. We is he a bad man? I think bad we've man, talked yeah. about that before, haven't we? Yeah, he's a bad man. Mm. Another, we won't get into that though, anyway. But explain why. So he was basically just like... You need to he didn't... The four like lead girls were all brunettes, naturally, and he didn't want them all to be brunettes because he's a bit of diversity, so he made 
Ariana dye her hair every <laughs> diversity <laughs> instead of actually hiring people with different hair color oh my god he's a freak uh, but that like obviously really damaged her hair and that's why she had to wear like all the wig ponytails for so many years while her hair grew back because it just fucked her up like and red is the worst color from what I've been told I've red yes all my hairdressers have told me like it's years since I dyed my hair red but you can every time they go to do it it's like you're you still have red like you can never get red out of your hair if you try to go blonde, Sorry. it goes like orange. It's just the hardest color to actually dye out of your hair. It just has to grow out. Um, yeah, he didn't want all the cast members to be brunettes. And then the red was a feature that the network felt fitted Kat's personality. So the show premiered in March 2010 to the second largest audience for a live action series in Nickelodeon with 5.7 million viewers. Jeez. What the a heck? Lot, still not as much as X Factor at the time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> everything comes back to X Factor everything X-Factor. comes back to X Factor and how many people the, watched it at the it time. was like 19 million it was crazy um, the role helped propel Grande to teen idol status but she was more still more interested in pursuing a music career stating that acting is fun but music has always been first and foremost with me um, so after the first season of Victorious wrapped Grande went on to begin working on her debut album and like focus more on like doing her thing but they still did like three more seasons of Victorious and then the spin-off with Jeanette McCurdy Sam and Cat and Sam and Cat Sam and Cat yeah cursed that was it was weird I that was something that I watched bits of I can't remember why for some reason I think I would for that Definitely too old. I think it was more out of curiosity because I would have wa- I would watch like Harley more than I would Victorious, and I was just like, in, and I'd heard about this whole thing of like the way pe- people doing impressions of Ariana Grande's voice as Cat because it's really like <laughs> like very yeah hyper feminine girly ditzy like really breathy. And I remember looking up clips and being like, Jesus, this is fucking shite. It's supposed to be them that they set up this like babysitting company, isn't yeah. it? They yeah, meet and they. Yeah, that's what most... I did. I was like, "How did they meet?" I can't remember now. I think it's in the first episode they meet. I don't. I don't know how. Oh, is there something about them like jumping over, like motorbiking over stuff? I don't know. Over like yeah, I think garbage or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's supposed to like. So, in this, it like implies that I, Carly, and Victorious all exist in the same world. Yeah. Which I just could never get my head around. I was like, just yeah. keep them all each to their own, you know? That's like throwing like Zoe 101 in on it as well. Ooh, well, your one Victoria Justice was in Zoe 101, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, speaking of Victoria Justice, what do you know about this feud that allegedly she has with Ariana? Well, the only thing I know of is that video that always does the rounds on Twitter. Yeah. Where they're all being interviewed. I can't even remember what's said now, but it's like... I'll tell you. I'm going to tell yeah, you. You get into it and we'll we'll put it up on social. We'll put it up on Instagram. Okay, so I'm going to... What's the opposite of chronological order? First of all, what does chronological order mean? Chronological <laughs> order means that... In order the, of time. In order of time, yeah. So what's the mean if I start this now and go backwards? I don't think it matters. And I... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it that way. <laughs> okay, so we're present day now. Are they speaking? We're, we're back. We're March to 2020. Okay. Um, so in case you didn't know, Ariana Grande and Victoria Justice, sorry, this is from 17.com, uh, reportedly don't like each other and it goes all the way back to 2010 when the two starred on Victorious together. Over the past 10 years, fans think not much progress has been made in mending 
a relationship between the two stars. And while they have denied feud rumors time and time again, the evidence points towards the fact that the two are still not in the best place. So in an attempt to figure out if the feud is real or not, and to see how it all started, let's take a look back at the history of Victoria and Arianda, Ariana's complicated relationship. So March 2020, in honor of Victoria's 10th anniversary, the show stars took to Instagram. And they were sharing like old pictures and memories from the show. And then they all this got on this the Zoom. Year. Yeah, during yeah. lockdown, they all got on the Zoom together. Okay. Um, Just to talk about it. I don't know if you remember seeing that vaguely but obviously again I didn't watch it like do you know like what show hasn't done one of those fucking zoom reunions at this point like yeah um and realistically so, what else is Victoria Justice and the rest of them at like nothing yeah. scratching their holes so of course this brought up like memories of old feud rumors um for the fans and one fan commented on one of Ariana's Instagrams being like I think we're all the best and that was of <laughs> course in reference to a video of um the four girls where Elizabeth is going on about how Ariana sings everything and Victoria interrupts to say I think we all sing <laughs> <laughs> which is oh, I watched the video so, earlier it's so funny we'll never do it justice explain it you if you haven't watched we will we'll just put it up because you need uh, to yeah watch it. yeah oh, um so the video became a meme and it like really showed the tension between Victoria or Ariana um but Ariana oh, was you having tell she's human Ariana was having none of it so like this year when someone commented on her Instagram Ariana literally responded to them being like shut the fuck up um, <laughs> she doesn't have a bob of her fans sometimes which I kind no, of she's dead right so then we're back now April 2019 the feud was brought up again because um, Victoria Justice was at Coachella and Ariana was performing at Coachella, but Victoria Justice left early and like made no secret about it, like put up on her Instagram that she had to, she was like, until next time Coachella, sorry, I have to leave early, but I'm sure we'll be seeing each other again soon. And everyone was like, oh, you're only leaving because you don't want to watch Ariana, basically. Um, what a fucking sap. Oh my God. Yeah. And then she went onto her Instagram later or her Snapchat or whatever and was like, um, there were so many artists that I wanted to see and of course I wanted to see Ariana tonight but I know she's going to oh what did I click there um, but I know she's going to have an amazing show and she's going to kill it so she and to say now Victoria Justice was not even on Ariana's radar not even no. she's not, not on even, her level she no, has not never even, been nowhere on her cerebellum was Victoria Justice like <laughs> uh, no but anyway Jesus Um. So November 2018, the Thank You Next music video came out and it was obviously iconic for many reasons. But one of them was that it had like Matt Bennett, Liz Gillies and Daniela Monet, who were all like big characters in Victorious and they're all heavily featured in the music video. Um, But like obviously Victoria Justice was left out and the fans went mad being like just more evidence of a feud basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Then April 2015... Um, in an interview with uh, Entertainment Tonight, Victoria Justice admitted that she didn't think she would work with Ariana again. She said, I, I think we're both, uh, I think we're kind of both on our own separate paths right now. She said, I've been more focused on acting and she's doing her singing thing and doing awesome. What acting are you doing, Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, June 2013. Um, so this is 17 basically I think 17 started this rumour and they're the only ones keeping it all going so they said well of course that's the, the feud... level of petty that I enjoy from my media yeah. 
Well, uh, the feud most likely started on the set of Victorious. It went public thanks to Seventeen when Ari was on our June cover star. In her interview, she discussed some drama with a former co-star um, saying, I worked with someone who told me they'd never like me, she said, but for some reason, I just felt like I needed her approval. So I started changing myself to please her. It made me stop being social and friendly. I was so unhappy. Two years later, <laughs> Victoria responded to the, the quote on the Meredith Fieria Fiera show I would love to set the record straight because I feel like these rumours are going on for way too long she said uh, so basically there was an article in Seventeen magazine where she had said that she was bullied on set and the magazine basically alluded to it being me so once the article came out actually before it came out she texted me privately and was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry you know how the media twists words I was not talking about you obviously I was talking about someone on Broadway that I had worked with Um, another flex there another yeah do you when I was another, on Broadway, Vicky? Another dig. Just twisting the knife. Um, then later, Ari made a statement to Seventeen about the quote. Um, my years filming Victorious were some of the happiest of my life and the cast is family to me. The stories I shared with Seventeen were actually reflective of a different work experience. Please don't send hate to anyone. It's undeserved and I would never want that. Love you guys very much and thank you for being here and supporting me. Also, thank you to Seventeen for allowing me this opportunity. Like, Seventeen did not get the message because this is 2020. Seven years later, they're still, and like, they're still like hardcore mm-hmm. reporting on this feud. Like, now the one thing I will say is like they are definitely feuding. Like they definitely don't like each other because, mm. like, I just I find it so hard to believe even with that description that Ariana gave. Yeah, like it's what... ve- like Victoria would have been bigger in some ways. Victoria would have been bigger than her going into it. Going into it, yeah, yeah. Um, so 17 said despite the correction it's still hard to believe the original statement wasn't about Victoria (laughs) (laughs) especially considering everything that has come to light since then like the video from 2010 also Victoria's ended in January of 2013 just a few months before the interview so the timing is perfect like they will not let it go Um, so February 2013 a month after Victoria's ended Ariana allegedly hopped onto an Ask FM account to get the record straight as to why the show came to an end after one fan blamed Sam and Kat um, for taking down Victorious. And she said, this is allegedly her now, bear in mind, it's Ask FM. Sweetheart, the only reason Victorious ended is because one girl didn't want to do it. She chose to do a solo tour instead of a cast tour. If we had done a cast tour, Nickelodeon would have ordered another season of Victorious while Sam and Kat filmed uh, simultaneously, but she chose otherwise. I'm sick of this BS. Um... So she could have been referencing Victoria, who went on tour in summer of 2013. Um, But Victoria responded to this on Twitter saying, some people would throw someone that they consider a friend under the bus just to make themselves look good. Hashtag stopping a phony, hashtag if only they knew. This is, I just love how, that's how it was in 2013. Like, that's how people spoke. I'd well, 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 well believe that that was her on the Ask FM. Like, our, before every before everything else that happened with her career and everything and obviously getting bigger like she was she she loved a little like and she still kind of loves actually a little tweet and delete like she's Ariana she tends to yeah she I've oh seen, we should you know what our intro should have been yup yeah. Ariana yup Ariana <laughs> is it too late to put that in shin <laughs> um, we'll do it at the end um, but I couldn't agree more um, she like she tends to she kind of has trigger fingers, like, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not saying that I 100% believe it, but if it was, yeah. to, if it was to be confirmed tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, like. Yeah, 
So back to where this all kind of kicked off. Um, in an interview with the girls of Victorious, Ariana's still a close pal, Elizabeth Gillies, told Popstar about Ariana's tendencies to sing a lot. She sings everything, um, Liz says in the video, and Victoria looks increasingly annoyed. And it's a good thing because she has a beautiful voice, but it's awesome. She sings absolutely everything. She never stops. Daniela Monet then chimed in to say that Liz also sings a lot, but she is interrupted by Victoria. I think we all sing a lot, she said, rolling her eyes. And it's so funny to watch. I was going to try to play it, but I don't think it would... Uh, I don't think it would do it justice. You no, have to you see need her. you have to you see the body the, language. No, you need the visual of Victoria standing there with her arms crossed, pure fuming. And in fairness, I understand where she's coming from because the show is literally called Victorious. She is supposed to be the main character, and no one cares, and still no one cares. Yeah, why would you? Um, so obviously that turned turned into a meme. Um, in in 2017, like it took seven years for it to become a meme. But just one of the examples I'm looking at here was like uh, someone tweeted Martin Luther King. I have a dream. Victoria Justice. I think we all have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And she tweeted about it then in 2017, saying, "I think we all have better things to do than dredging up seven-year-old non-existent drama." That said, I'm kind of excited to finally be a meme. Victoria said that. Yeah. God, she is so irritating. Like, let it go. Like, let so, it go. Let it go. Like, that's like, I think she likes to think she's being really self aware there, but like, it's actually. It's good just, I can't. Um, But this isn't the Victoria Justice episode. That's for. No, it isn't. That's for the Patreon. That's for the Patreon. That's for. Well, where, what would we say after Victoria's? Nothing. Literally. Don't well, anything. you'd have to do a bit on Zoe 101. Ooh, we should do Zoe 101 episode. I might do. I was thinking about it today. I might do like theme song Olympics on my Instagram. Because like, which is a better theme song? Zoe 101 or Victorious? I would Zoe say Victorious. Are you on drugs? I, I knew you were going to say that, but I think people would have opinions that I'd be interested to see. I'm sure people would have opinions, but I don't care about anyone's opinion who says the Victorious theme is better than Zoe 101. All right. I'll just hang up now then. <laughs> do it though. I would be... I'd be interested to see but like, anyway, this is going to be in it like like which is a better theme tune like um, like like uh, Scrubs or I don't know some other like sitcom that's a good theme tune like Friends I don't know and then I started watching Dawson's Creek recently was I talking about this already yeah, yeah, and yeah I was like, maybe not was on like, this, this one maybe it was on tune. Patreon about the the different theme tune yeah I was like Dallas this theme tune is a bop why have I never heard it before because like Dawson's Creek was obviously huge um, and the theme tune they have on it on Netflix now is not like what the original one was. So I'd love to see which people liked better, the original one or the one they're using now. I saw anyway. my old editor tweeted it about it being Nicola Byrne just saying like, it's an absolute injustice that they didn't include the original. But anyway, that is for the... Too dogs. expensive. Too expensive. I know, but it's, I think it's it's just upset a lot of people, you know, and I feel sorry for them, to be honest. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so that was her time on telly. That was her time scrapping with Victoria Justice. Yeah, she really just just used like it only took her one season of Victorious to be like, right, let's make an album. Like I think she only ever wanted to springboard her as a pop star, really. Yeah. And the same, the same with the musical theater stuff. Like she was always that 14-year-old that wanted to have an R and B album. Yeah. Um, she knew what she was doing. She knew yeah. what she was doing. Um, so obviously then she wrapped things up with Victorious, and as you said, uh, during that time, she was working on her debut album, which was called. Do you remember Ariana? No, was it just yours truly? Which 
I don't like when I was re- researching this, I remember the lead single and then everything else I'm like, I've never heard of. Um, so that was obviously released in 2013 and collaborators included Mac Miller, Nathan Sykes from The Wanted. Oh. And I need you to guess this last one. Um, he's a big friend of the podcast. He could be brown, he could be blue. Mika. Yeah. You didn't even have to say the second one. I was going to get it on Mika. <laughs> I was going to get it on Big Friend. I just wanted to say, he could be brown, he could be blue. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mika worked with her on the. Is album. it good? I want to hear that. Did he sing or so, just write? No, he produced and uh, I think he might have done a bit of writing, but it was mainly the production bits. What was the um, single last year? Do you remember the lead single? Um, um, I love the way. I yeah. love the way. That's the what way she meant, Mac. Yeah. Stay by your side and never leave you. And I go the way. Yeah, that was the one I remembered. And that video is like, they're very cute. Like, you can tell. That's how they well. met. Yeah. What a love story. Yeah. And then the other two singles were Baby Eye, which I don't remember. Um, and Right There, which featured um, her then boyfriend or soon to be boyfriend, Big Sean. Um, don't remember that song either. Um, originally, they were, she was going for like kind of like a doo kind of style album but with like an urban edge um, but she'd previously re- released a single called Put Your Hearts Up which is a po- if anyone wants to look that up it is pure like bang of Nickelodeon star like trying to trying to make music whatever it was horrible but she met the label and was basically like here I, I the album can't sound like this it needs to be I want you like urban pop I want you like 90s I want you that kind of style and they'd actually approached Iggy Azalea um, to work on a feature for this album but Azalea turned it down because then oh. they obviously went on to collaborate on uh, Problem on the second album but anyway um, the album was originally announced as Daydreaming named after one of the songs including the album and was slated for an early September release but Grandi decided to rename it to Yours Truly because the album felt like a love letter um, and then August of that year she revealed I found this funny she revealed the artwork for Yours Truly which features her kneeling on a bed of roses in front of a pink background due to fan criticism she quickly unveiled a new cover which simply if any, if anyone knows the cover it's, it's a black and white cover and she's just standing under a spotlight um, but the first album the first what album the cover criticism when I'll again I'll include it on the Instagram, but it is it does have a bang of graphic design is my passion off it. Like it's okay. very now again not that like the the new album cover is wouldn't be winning any awards just a photo yeah. like but the first like the first just album cover is very it's just a photo like it's just very amateur ish. Again okay. I'll have it up on the Instagram so you can see. Um, this went to number six in Ireland. Um, and in the US, she became the 15th female artist overall to have her debut album top the US Billboard 200 albums chart. And it was the first album to do so since what album in 2010? By a gal. Oh, 2010, by a gal. Nicki Minaj? No. Pink. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Singer, th- blonde. Singer kind of. Taylor Swift. For, oh. Singer, no. Iggy Azalea. No. no. Oh, this is hard. Try, mm. One more guess and then I'll tell you. Blonde rapper. She's not a, like she's not a rapper, but like at the time she wouldn't have she wouldn't have really been known as a singer. She kind of just talked songs. Talisa. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Talisa's album didn't even go to number one in the fucking UK. Um it was uh Kesha. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Kesha's, Kesha a, Kesha's not a rapper. 
I okay, she's not a rapper. Sorry, this was unfair to say. Like <laughs> That's at true. the time, she would at the time she wouldn't have really been. A lot of people would have been like, she's not like she was just like an artist. Like Do you know what I was thinking about the other day in relation to Kesha? And it was on up to 90, they were talking about it as well. But do you remember? I don't know if you watched like old teen mom where they had like Janelle's meeting with her lawyer while she's on the way to a Kesha concert and her lawyer's oh, like they her had lawyer's it up like, on that. TikTok account we talked about. Yeah, like he's like, you can't leave the shit. state, or you you will go to jail. And she was just like, you don't understand. I love Kesha. <laughs> and he was like, if you go to this concert, you could do jail time. And she was like, you're not hearing me. Kesha's like my one and only. Like you, she I was love, after getting like, like I got feathers in my hair for this. Feathers in her hair. Ah, oh. uh, so good, so good. Um, and then she released her Christmas Kisses EP which had Santa Tell Me On it, which is probably one of the best contemporary Christmas songs of all time. But the funny thing about this was, so the EP was originally just had like some covers on it. So she did Last Christmas, Love Is Everything, Santa Baby with Liz Gillies um, and Snow in California. And then Santa Tell Me was a bonus track on the Japan edition of the song, right? Yeah. The album. And then it just became so popular that it like was just sent everywhere else and kind of grew legs. But I thought that was funny. wasn't even included on the original track list for everywhere else. That is much. Then it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's very good. Uh, my everything came next, which was released in 2014. It's the album cover of her sitting on a stool. Have you seen that video of the person yes. trying to How do you copy do her sitting on the stool? I yeah. find that as well because she's not she's not sitting comfortably on that stool. She's I find only- it very hard to believe. She's an itsy bitsy woman though. Very few people could actually fit on a stool like she's that. She's an itsy bitsy woman, but she's like not sitting on her bum. Like she's sitting on she's one crouched, of her legs. Like... It's, it's just a nightmare. Anyway, she worked with Max Martin on this album, David Guetta, Dark Child, Ryan Tedder, Zed, Benny Blanco, loads of people. This went one, number one in the US as well. Uh, My Everything was preceded by the lead single Problem, which as we just mentioned featured Iggy Azalea, Iggy Iggy to Biggie to be her stressing. Um, after its release on April 28th, 2014, the single debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 single chart at number three, um, selling over 400,000 copies in its first week and eventually peaking at number two. Uh, break three was the break free even was the second <laughs> single break three um, and that peaked at number four um, she what was the oh sorry the third single of this actually which was Jessie J's first single off whatever that particular album was but the third single was technically Bang Bang oh Bang Bang Into the Room I'll Let You Have I It Jessie really J Ariana Nicki Minaj um, very good very, very good. I really Served as it. the lead single from Jesse J's album Sweet Talker. Yeah, that was it. Song debuted at number six and peaked at number three on the Hot 100 while debuting atop the UK singles chart. Um, and it went to, oh, the album went to number two in Ireland, not the song, but yeah. Then the fourth single was Love Me Harder with The Weeknd. Very good song. Very saucy. It came on there um, earlier and, and I skipped it. I do enjoy it. I know your motives and you know mine, but I really like The weekend. Yeah. So. Well, it's not like I her do. best, but it is a good song, I think. Yeah, I think it's just um, overplayed at the time, maybe. Then the final single was One Last Time, which has kind of taken on new significance, I think, for fans with oh, yeah. Manchester, which we'll get into, but um, another song. There's a song on the album, I'm not sure if you're familiar, called Just a Little Bit of Your Heart. It's a ballad. Yeah. Someone co-wrote it. I feel like in a, a boy band. Oh, I was gonna say who? it was big little mix vibes. Um, 
big Little Mix vibes, but not someone from Little Mix, from a boy band. And English or American or Irish boy band? English. And um, probably someone from One Direction. Yeah. Niall Horan. No. Harry Styles. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I read that. I was like, oh. There you go. He's been flat out. Um, and then then there was Christmas and Chill, which was basically another Christmas EP. But again, right name, isn't it? It was kind of again. It was just to try and like for the label to be like, okay, we should have released uh, Santa Tell Me like everywhere. But there was a couple of other Christmas songs on it. But um, they have on the vinyl of this, uh, Santa Tell Me is a hidden track on it. So you have to like, like re- what's it? not reverse. Is it reverse? Just go back on whatever way the the, the record is and then it'll be You're moving your head very robotically. You're like, <laughs> I, I don't know. know I'm why. just trying to... You're like, I don't know. Anyway, that came next, but nobody really cares about the Christmas stuff anyway. Then, most importantly, her best album, in my Sweetener. opinion. Sweetener. No, one before that. Uh, oh. Something about you Dangerous woman me feel like a dangerous woman 2016 That is a good um, album The album was originally called Moonlight After the opening track on the album With the sing- with the song Focus released as a single in 2015 That was a bad move on their part wasn't it? Focus which, was which such a Focus? Heap focus was Focus on me fo- fo- Focus on me And it was Jamie Foxx Focus on me I do not know that. It's very similar to a problem. It's very do. It's a very kind of do whoppy again. But okay. They, and it's like na 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 na. You know what if you heard it? It's not good. Okay. It's not good. Anyway, so that was the original plan, and then I think they realised that that wasn't a good idea, and they changed. They changed the album name anyway. The album became Dangerous Woman. Focus was removed from the standard track listing, but again, it was a bonus track for the Japan edition. Um, and funnily enough, this album did not go to number one in the US, only got to number two. Aww, her first album did that. not reach number one in the US, but it did become her first number one album in the UK, and it also reached number one in Australia, Brazil, Italy, Ireland, New Zealand, and Spain. Um, it was certified platinum in 2016. Um, the what single. Be- what, what topped it, you know, in America? Oh, that week. Oh, I don't know. Um, when I find it, I'll find it. You keep going. Will you find it while I carry on? Yeah. Um, so the singles off that obviously were Dangerous Woman. That peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, into You, which didn't go to number one. Again, I'm deserved better. Yes. Guess what number that went to? 13. Oh, Americans I would know like taste if it came up and... Oh, anyway, Side to Side went to number four. Nicki Minaj. Recycle, fuck, ride dick right. bicycle. What? How? Yeah, yeah. Are those the lyrics? I, I ridiculously and I got zero chill in me. So good. I literally took up spinning because of that music video. I'm not messing. I was just about to ask <laughs> who has done. I need a study or some kind of sales figures on how that impacted spin bikes because I did, like I, I would swear imagine to God it did. did. Like it was out a week and I was like, sign me up. That looks so cool. Her fringe and that as well, just so iconic. And then um the other single was Every Day, which is a collaboration with Future. And I was like, Oh, he gave it to me every day, every day. I like every that. Day. That went to 55. Yeah. The whole album slapped. All be all right, tune. Touch it. Touch it is one of the best songs ever written. That's a the Bop It song. No. Is it? 
It's like, touch it, touch it, squeeze it, squeeze it, twist it, twist it. No, that you're still on sweetener. (laughs) Come back. Come back to this song. I'm ahead of myself. (laughs) That is, it is the Bop It song though. And then you get it, get it, get it, get it. (laughs) Twist it, twist it, twist it, twist it. Uh, Views. Make me say, oh, oh. Views by Drake was number one that week. Oh, and that album was so bad. I hate that man. That album was Drake too long. yet again ruining more women's lives. I'm sick of that man. Um, yeah. So and she obviously went on tour with that album, Dangerous Woman, which is of course um, where the terrible disaster that was the Manchester Arena terrorist attack happened. Uh, it was the conclusion of the tour at Manchester Arena. Twenty two people were killed, more than four hundred injured. Ariana was not injured during the bombing, um, but obviously the incident has pretty much affected her every single day since Um, she went on to organize a huge benefit concert to raise money for the victims called One Love Manchester. And it's kind of featured very heavily in her work since, most notably with the next album, which is Sweetener, which came in 2018, which was released nearly kind of a full year and a bit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today later she kind of releases albums almost nearly every year she's very prolific um but she basically she took a big break was very quiet on social media obviously um and just went away and minded herself her mental health was really impacted she did some movie bits in between um she did a song with john legend for the beauty and the beast soundtrack oh yeah the live action one uh and she did a collab called faith with stevie wonder for a movie called sing which i have not seen um, Do you remember where you were came. when you heard Imagine. about Manchester? I'm going to be honest. No, I don't. Um, but I do remember just it being like, with any of those things, it's so scary. It's so yeah. scary to think of and to hear about something like that. And because I am a very online person, I kind of, to see kind of the the victims of it. I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called uh, Martin Hesh, but basically he was at the concert and he would have been a fairly prominent person on social media. He was killed and his friends and his family started this campaign that was called Be More Martin because he was just supposedly such a kind person, obsessed with Coronation Street and they raised loads of money for charity with it. And just kind of seeing those stories and hearing stuff like that, it just kind of, 
it's really sad to think of the people that didn't come home that night who just yeah. wanted to go and see their absolute idol and have fun and dance yeah. and sing. And because of these absolute, like inconceivably evil people took that away from them. And I've seen actually TikToks from people or from one girl in particular who was there and survived. But she was, she's basically said like all of the things that, it was a list of all the things that the terrorists took away from her that night. So basically like, she's obviously terrified of concerts now and she can't listen to one last time. And just the PTSD and the even for the people who didn't die or who weren't necessarily injured, I can't even begin to fathom yeah. what a terrifying experience that must have been. And the guilt for Ariana as well to be to be like, I was totally safe. And I've had fans who, again, paid all this money to come see me and who came under the impression that they were going to, that it was going to be a safe night. And again, not that that was her fault, obviously, but like she like, I can't even I just feel sorry for her because something like that never leaves you, you know? Yeah. Never does. That, yeah. I remember waking up and hearing it on the radio and I think it was like Keith Walsh was explaining it and I was like this because you know the way like Keith would very rarely be serious on the radio and I was like what is going on here this sounds bad and then like it just sat with me for the whole day and I don't know if you remember but we had like we had intended on going to see Ariana like two or three days before in Dublin and then we didn't like I think the Dublin date was like a week before yeah 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 we didn't for whatever reason and uh and then this happened and I was just like it just hit so close to home because we had were in our phase of going to concerts so often and because of the age of the victims it was either our age group or Quiva's age group who were like victorious fans yeah and geez like honestly it shook me for like having been nowhere near it nowhere close to it it shook me for a couple of weeks like but just as people obviously who love going to concerts and yeah. just love that escapism and to go back to the point of you're going to have fun and someone for whatever reason has just decided to take it oh it's just it, it doesn't matter thinking about it really yeah. doesn't um but as I said she kind of channeled everything that happened as best she could and Sweetener was born as a result um one of my favourite albums. I think it's kind of... When I look back on this and when people speak about it now, I think the fans... I, I think you're either a fan who really likes it or you're a fan who, re, you're a fan who really didn't like it. Um, but in Are terms you a fan of, if you don't like Sweetener? Debatable. Fair. I would agree. Um, it received critical acclaim. Again, went to number one. Uh it was certified, it's been certified platinum for selling over 1 million units in America, topped the charts in several other countries. Again, Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, UK, the usual suspects. Won best pop vocal album at the 61st Grammys, which was her first Grammy win, which again, I think well is mad, but deserved. Um, as of June 2020, the album has sold 3,000 321,000 pure copies in the US, which is huge considering we're in the thick of the streaming era. Um, three singles were released from Sweetener, all of which reached the top 20 in the US. Lead single, No Tears Left to Cry. Uh, Peach at number three. Uh, promotional single, The Light is Coming, featuring Minaj, which is not good, but listen, we won't get into it. Um, that peaked at 89. Second and third singles, God is Woman, iconic. Breathing, yeah. iconic. They went to eight and 12 respectively. Um... 
she has said her favorite song on the album is R.E.M. She said that on the Jimmy Fallon show, on the Tonight Show, um, and confirmed later on that it's actually, R.E.M. is based on a Beyonce demo called Wake Up that was the leftover from her 2013 self-titled album. So there you go. Sorry, had Mac passed away before this album or after this album? Mac had not passed away yet. But okay. they were not together. Because yeah. this was the whole thing. She, because prior to this, and we'll probably have to get into this in another episode, but prior to this, they had broken up and she had basically come out and said that the the relationship was toxic and they weren't they weren't basically meant to be together anymore and didn't really massively go in on him, but just basically said the relationship was toxic and whatever else. And he'd gone away, I think in prior to this and everything else, he'd released his album, The Divine Feminine, which is, there were loads of, she was basically heavily criticized in the meantime because uh, he was obviously suffering with addiction and whatever and people would go in on her on social media being like oh especially Mac Miller fans would go on being like oh Mac wrote the whole album about you and now she was away and had gotten engaged to comedian Pete uh, I was about to say Pete Wentz not Pete Wentz Pete Davidson um, and she basically had to go out and defend herself and be like listen the relationship was toxic what do you want me to do like it is what it is and she also went on and was like the whole album isn't about me. There's only a few songs that are about me. I think Cinderella or whatever that Cinderella eyes. It's not Cinderella eyes. That's Nicola fucking Roberts. Cinderella something. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the second episode. But Nicola Roberts. Nicola Roberts. Iconic. So Mac was still alive at this point, but she was engaged to uh, Pete Davidson. There's a song on the album called um, Pete Davidson. Um, which is a bit awkward now because they're not together. Um, she does address the kind of toxicity between her and Mac on it uh, on Better Off. It's like a pop ballad. It's okay. very good. Um, good Night and Go is an EDM song um, which samples Imogen Heap. Um, so, so good. And yeah. then Get Well Soon closes the album um, and it talks about her personal anxiety and trauma following the Manchester Arena bombing. And at the end of the song, there's 40 seconds of silence played as a tribute to the 22 victims of the bombing and the date of which the bombing took place. Um, my favourite song on that album, I love Successful. Oh, Sweetener yeah. was the song Sweetener. you were talking about. Yeah, Bapa song. Um, I love, I love Good Night and Go. What's the one? Back to you. You get high and come on the regular. Why oh why does God keep bringing me back to you? That one. That's good. Yeah. I just think I feel like you. There's a bang of Pharrell all over it, and it is very like kind of. It's not as poppy. And it's bar the some of the singles. And I do understand why people were a bit like, hmm, okay. Um, but I still think it's good. Yeah, I like it. I think a lot of the, and maybe it's just because I spent a lot of time with it and listening to it. Because I think I reviewed it for, no, Encore, I can't remember. But I really like it. And I'm not here for any criticism of it. Then, thank you, Next. Who could forget? Uh, yeah, I think I mix those two albums up. I think I mix all of them into Sweetener, if I'm honest. She, she has one album and that's all called Sweetener. But in fairness, Thank You Next came within six months of Sweetener. So I don't think anyone yeah. would blame you. And okay. she toured, she did a Sweetener tour, but it was Sweetener and Thank You Next. Uh, um, okay. The thing with Thank You Next for me is because it became so, it came so close after Sweetener. And I think I said this on one of the Patreon episodes. I kind of, and again, this is going to sound hateful because Thank You Next came in the wake of Max's death her engagement broke up. She was dealing with a lot. I just kind of didn't care. 
I really, really, really liked the sing- singles. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad record, but I have not spent a lot of time with it. I just, I just feel like I reached peak saturation with her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this came out the start of 2019, kind of February, um, six months after Sweetener, as I said, uh, preceded by two singles, singles, uh, the title track, Thank You Next, which was iconic, absolutely iconic, called back all her exes. As you said, the Mean Girls inspired video, Chris Jenner's in it. Um, then you had Seven Rings, which obviously bloody samples the... Sound of music. These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, iconic. They both went to number one on the Billboard Top 100 and they became Grande's first and second number one singles in the United States, which is gas. Um, and then Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored was the third single. Uh, that peaked at number two on that 100. Um, the album peaked at the top spot in many countries, including the usual suspects, Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, the United Kingdom and the US. Um couple of songs on this ghosting she described it as the hardest song to write for the album and initially requested the song not be included on the final track listing because it is obviously about mac it's very sad um and everything that happened there it's very very sad um shangela our good friend has an uncredited feature on the third track nasa did you know that i didn't started as i'm all grown up yeah this Episode is going to make me go back and listen to the album, I think, but because I feel like I'm going to get I'm going to get in big trouble for saying that I didn't really like it. But I don't know. I just I don't know. You're entitled to your opinion, Fanula. I am entitled to my opinion. Thanks, Bridge. And then obviously, <laughs> positions came out this year. Um, title I... track was released as the lead single a week before the album's launch. This is not went to number one, Hot 100, as per usual. Um, this is her fifth number one single in the United States, marked her third Hot 100 chart topper in 2020 and extended her record as the first act to accumulate five number one debuts on the chart. Um, following the album's release, all of its 14 tracks charted simultaneously on the Hot 100 with the second single, 35, 34 plus 35, which equals 69, mm. uh, arrived at number eight. Yeah, um, It's a very, very sexual well. album. A very sexual album. And I actually screenshotted something. I saw a funny tweet about it. Um, it's very R&B and it's all about her new relationship with uh, Dalton Gomez who was involved in property in some way I think or comes from nice stable job um, yeah absolutely well for some someone <laughs> this gal tweeted at dustbin baby said I, ju- I genuinely oh, don't I think Ariana Grande had ever had sex she sings about it so much I just think she's overcompensating <laughs> like your friend who went to the Gwail Tuck and came back with a really elaborate story on how they're no longer frigid couldn't agree more yeah yeah and also like now again i haven't like fully listened to positions like like i've listened to bits and bobs of it and i said in the patreon episode again i don't think it's a bad album i don't think it's necessarily for me i don't think i really care i think she botched the release of this doing the whole i think she liked to think she was maybe doing a taylor swift on it by being like surprise here's a single surprise the album's gonna come a week later i think she should have just released it all um, or released it all the next day because by the time the week passed, I forgot. Like, I just forgot the album was coming out. I think you either need to do a long stretch or you need to do it straight away. Otherwise, people won't care unless you're an Arianator. I don't know. Have you listened to the album? I do think, though, I've listened to it only like in the last couple of days just in preparation for this. It's fine. Like, it's not my favourite, but it's yeah. not like, it's it's still better than her early stuff. Like, her enunciation on this album is really irritating. Is it real like, wow? Like, there's no, where are your vowels, Ari? Yeah. You know? 
Um, POV is fans' favorite song on it so far. Um, I do enjoy 34, 35. And the more I listen, because Positions is on the radio now, obviously. And the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, it's good and it's snappy. Yeah. But the other songs, I just think they kind of blend into each other. And I was really disappointed by the Doja Cat collab as well. What was that one? Tell me what's your motive, what's your motive. Okay. Yeah, I was just I like, all right. Um, there's a lot of chat. The weekend was just announced for the Super Bowl halftime show. And there's a lot of chat that Ari might be his guest. That would be great. Wouldn't be surprised. Do they always have a guest? Yes. Um. Yeah, kind of like unofficially. There's always, they always bring like other people. You know, that kind yeah. of way. I could see um, that. Who else is he going to bring if not her? Like Drake, maybe. No, no, <sighs> no. We've said no, he has a... Drake. Handle company and they're $60. What are the shit? What are they shaped of? What are they made from? Like, what are they shaped of? Angels, I, they are just, I think they are just kind of standard candle shapes, but I think they're supposedely supposed to smell really nice. I don't know. Okay, I wish the man would get a real job. Santi, if you're listening, don't get me that. Santa, tell me if you're really there. Don't Do you know what get my me favorite... one of Drake's candles. Sorry, my favorite Ariana track, which isn't an Ariana song at all. Her, it's a cover she did for A Very Wicked Halloween, I think it was called. And it was the for, Wizard and I. Yeah, it was for Wicked's anniversary. I think it's 20 year anniversary. 20 year anniversary, was yeah. it? Yeah. Um, where is it now? Yeah, Very Wicked Halloween. And she sang The Wizard and I. It was in 2018, um, which she nearly backed out of because of her PTSD. She didn't think she was going to be able to perform. I think it maybe might have been one of the first times she got back in front of an audience. Um, but it is... Yeah. The day it was released, I listened to it all day. I listened to it once a day for probably a year after that. And I'm still like, every time I get in a shower, that's the song. Like, that is the song. It's the best cover I've ever heard. Oh, like, her, I'd, I'm sorry. And that's what I will say. Her voice is like with... We, it, you, I will never sit here and be like, she is. Vo- she's vocally impeccable. Like, she she's is... Like, vocally. you haven't seen it since Whitney and Mariah. Like, she's like, that level. And no one's... Yeah. And even like, who's your one Tory? She did an interview with someone before and she went through like the run in Be Your Only, like her favorite, like what's her favorite song or her favorite run? And she went through the run in Your Only One. Or I think it's called, it's the only one. I think it's on My Everything, if my memory serves me correct. And it's, just, it's like, I can't be your only one. But she actually does it well. And it's just so iconic. And she yeah. does. And one of the other things I was going to bring up, because people love to compare it to Mariah and whatever, because like the whistle notes and whatever. And I was going to be like, mm, yeah, but Ari isn't, doesn't write as much as Mariah, but she actually does. Mm. She writes, she wrote like half of my everything herself or co-wrote half my everything. So. But that's it. Like who have we seen with vocals that strong since Mariah? Like it's been 20 years. Like, yeah. With no one that, at is... that level. And she, her vocal range is like four octaves. That's yeah. insane. Like, that's like a piano. Like, that's, that's, I don't yeah. know. That's just unheard of. Um, Mine isn't even now, one. <laughs> I will say, right, she's a devil for the spray chance. And yeah, it's people got her. her. Yeah. It's, it's drawn, it's drawn criticism, which I think is valid. And I think should be talked about here as well. Um. The tab did a big piece on her being um, a blackfish, which is an act which they describe as an act commonly perpetrated by white women to appear of Af- African or Arab descent. Um, which, like in fairness, 
I thought she was black or mixed race. I thought she was Latina. Yeah. Yeah. She is Italian. Um, she is Italian, but there are a lot of, if you were to look for photographic evidence, she must have her mother's heart broken with the bed sheets because she tans, and I would say tans aggressively. Um, and there's been kind of other things. Um, she kind of always told this line between like racial ambiguity and has been accused a lot of times of kind of being, of participating in cultural appropriation. I know when Seven Rings initially came out, there's a lot of like, there was a lot of chat about that and the way she kind of dressed and wore stuff and it doesn't sit right with a lot of people. And even if you look back on some of her past performances, the, the was it the VMAs in 2016? She did side to side with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And like her tan is as dark as Nicki. Like it's not... It's not great. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then if you see her on the cover for like Vogue, um, she's pale. She's pale as anything. Pale and freckly like. Sure. In Victorious, um, like she is a very pale human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do. Not I do without her flaws. Would, yeah. Not without her flaws. I do wish she would not do that. Now, some people have argued that she... Um, especially when it came to Seven Rings and like it's very obvious that the music has all been influenced by black musicians and I do think she's paid a lot of uh, paid a lot of credit in other uh, respects but I don't know like when you think back to like the fact that she has like the huge weaves and there's a big pink trap house in it and I don't know just some of it, I'm like, you don't need questionable. to do it, especially as we've talked about. Like, you have you have the voice. You don't need to. Yeah. People love you. And she's beautiful. Um, like, she doesn't need to. Like, she's, she's beautiful, so beautiful without the tan and without the wigs. You know? Yeah. Um, she also, do you remember the story of her getting the BB grill tattoo? BBQ grill? No. She got a tattoo on holiday, basically, in a, in a language that she admitted she doesn't understand. Um, she thought she got a tattoo of seven rings. Oh, yeah. But instead, it translated to BBQ grill in um, in Japanese. Uh, she got it on her hand, obviously intended for it to spell out seven rings, posted it on Instagram. She's deleted it since. Um, and then her Japanese fans were like, um, hello, like, you probably... So, someone should have okayed that. that. Like, someone should have checked that with her, like, yeah. before. When you've found much money and you're that well She known. said she... Um, she then said the reason the tattoo was incomplete was, was because it hurt too much. Um, talking about the incident, she said, I also went back and got a fix with the help of my tutor to be more accurate. I can't read or write kanji, obviously. What do you want me to do? It was done out of love and appreciation. What do you want me to say? And again, do I think there's malice in it? No, but I think there's kind of a, an acceptance of ignorance, of white ignorance there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, not great. But also like symbols and words only mean what you interpret them to mean. So if she wants to say it's it's a symbol that represents seven rings. <laughs> I don't know. If that's problematic. The case when it's, you, you, you wouldn't be saying that if it was bloody Asquelga now, I'd be telling you that. But that's I think so it's true. more the fact that she tried to make a joke out of it. Yeah, you know? no. Or she like, been like, sorry, I fucked up. Let's go get it fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I th- like, that's all she's doing at the minute. Like, she just does her perfume bits. She's opening an animal non-profit thing, I think. She's with your man Dalton Gomez. 
She's got her lovely doggies. To be honest. She's got all her dogs. Her carpool karaoke is up there, I'd say. It's probably one of the most popular. Yeah. Her brother, Frankie, was recently in a, a movie that we saw. Oh, yeah. Called Spree. Yeah. He was not good. He played himself. <laughs> he played himself. He played he himself. Uh, he was also in Big Brother, um, wasn't he? A couple of years. He was also in Celebrity Brother, yeah. Um, yeah. That's... Uh, sorry she can only go up from here I think and she's never like I feel like she's one of those people that she's so revered and not in hateful way because of what she's been through I've, and and again sorry because of the fact that she is just talented she will kind of always I think have a bit of a free pass in terms of making albums that aren't great you know what I mean like, like yeah. sorry the point I'm making can't is do don't actually wrong, really matters she yeah she will have success is going to follow her no matter what she does yeah um she's like Mariah like she is like Mariah um but I do I do wonder what her next phase is going to be is she fully leaving behind pop is she fully leaving behind trap is she fully leaving behind everything to just do kind of nicey R&B stuff or what's next I don't know interesting I have a quiz. Do you want a lyrics quiz? Yeah, let's do the quiz. Yeah, let's do the quiz. Okay, so this is a BuzzFeed quiz and it's only an Ariana Grande stan can complete at least 9 out of 12 of these lyrics. Okay. So no pressure. Okay. First one. I'm afraid. But you are not a picture. I can't cut you up and blank. But you are not a picture. I can't cut you up and... Are there options? There are options. Do you want them? So, I can't cut you up like cut paper. you up and either hug you, hide you, hold you, or love you. It's funner if you just guess. Hug you, but cut you up and hug you. That is wrong. Um, it was oh. hide. It was hide what you. What song is that? Um, REM. Is it? No, hang on. God, I can never work these quizzes. Anyway, don't be asking me questions like that. Um. <laughs> Second okay. one, I got a bad boy blank. You got my heart. Don't know how you did it. I got oh, a bad yeah, okay. boy. I'm gonna... I can't quit it. How did I get it? Girl, don't sweat it. I must admit it. I can't quit it. No, it was. <sighs> I must you... admit it. When you read them, it's so much harder to. Yeah, I got a bad boy. Them. I must admit it. You got my heart. Don't know how you did it. What song is that? Fanina. Oh, so I thought it said. This is a bad quiz. It said these lyrics it. are from The Way, but I think maybe the ones we picked might be from The Way. I don't know. Okay. No, maybe it is from The Way. Okay, I don't know. Um, Ain't got no tears left to cry. I'm so blank. Oh, sorry. Did that start playing out loud for you? No. Okay, great. Can are you, you say that again? Are you cheating? No, I'm not cheating. I looked up. I remembered something about positions that I want to say, but... Uh, ain't got no tears left to cry so I'm blank I'm picking it up I'm picking it up I'm loving I'm living I'm picking it up picking it up you're going with that is correct these lyrics are from no tears left to cry from sweetener yeah Um, one of three (laughs) but close ain't close enough till we cross the line so name a game to play and I'll blank roll the dice Correct. These lyrics are from Into You from Dangerous Woman. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, look at you, boy, blank. I invented you. I created you. I'm in love with you. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah, look at you, boy. I invented you. Correct. These lyrics are from In My Head from Thank You Next. Uh, I only know that from TikTok. You'll know this one. Look at my blank. Look at my blank. Ain't got no, ain't got enough money to pay me respect. <laughs> Look at, my, uh, look at my I need options. Look I need at my options blank. Here. Look at my blank and get enough money to pay me respect. If you don't know this, come on, I know this. Look at my look at my bag. Look at my look at my neck. Look at my look at my back. Look at my It is neck. Back. Neck is right. Look at my neck. Look at my deck. Look at my Look at my neck. Look at my jet and got enough money to pay me respect. She doesn't enunciate. How am I supposed to know it was Jay? In fairness, I thought it was neck twice. Look at my neck. Look at my neck. <laughs> um, look at my neck. 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 These lyrics are from Seven Rings. From Thank You Next. Um, I want to savor blank the taste of flavor because I'm a taker. Is this her licking the donut? Um, I want to savor... These are kind of long, so it's I'm not a, I'm not a hater. Stay here forever. Save it for later. I'm a waiter. Save it for later. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, these lyrics are from Dangerous yes. Woman. Oh, I do not know. Um, I only know the chorus of Dangerous Woman. I'm going to be honest. There are better songs than Dangerous Woman. Bubbles, than Dangerous Woman. Bubbles and bubbly. Oh, this is a pleasure. Feel like we never blank. Spend time together, get to do this. I <laughs> <laughs> feel like we never get to do this. <laughs> oh, I feel like we never get to do this either. Act this way before. I'm really glad act, we got to do this. Act this regular. Um, the first one. No, that was wrong. It was act no, this regular. Um, these are lyrics from Imagine from Thank You Next. How many more of these are there? Okay, and now that he's gone, my heart is missing something. Um, oh, this is the sad one, isn't it? And now that he's gone, my heart is missing something, so it's time to push my blank away. What are the options? Pride, feelings, love, or problems? Pride? Yeah, these are from my everything. Oh. Um, Baby, you know how to drive in rain and you decided not to blank. Stay in your lane, make a change, play the game, take the blame. That's Stay my song in on its own. Lane. Stay in your lane. No. Um, oh, Honeymoon Avenue. These are from Make a Change. Honeymoon Avenue is a very underrated song. Yeah. Okay, there's two more. I don't um, know if I know off the top of my head. Okay. Thought, I'd, about, uh, thought I'd end up positions. with blank... But he wasn't a match. Wrote some songs. But I, know, but John, but he wasn't a match. I love that song from Victoria's Secret. Wrote some songs about blank. Now Ricky. I listen. Now I listen and laugh. Yeah, Sean and Ricky, correct. Yeah. From Thank You Next. Um, and I don't ever tell you how I really feel because I can't find the words to say blank. It to what you. It to you. What's real? What I mean? What's the deal? What's real? No, it was what I mean. <laughs> but yours rhymed oh, better. Okay. And those are from just a little bit of your heart. From my everything. Just a little bit of your heart. Yeah. It, you got 50%. How do I do? You got 49%. 49%. Not well. Fuck. 
not well at all. I don't think I have enough authority to be on this. I don't think podcast. you're an Ariana Grande big fan. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a da- maybe I'm a dangerous woman and sweetener stan exclusively. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Um, anyway, the thing I wanted to say about uh, positions was, if you listen really carefully, you'll hear crickets at the start of the song, right? Okay. Around the time when she says, heaven send you to me. Um, and then it's like, I'm just hoping I don't repeat history. And then it stops, right? And then I think it comes up either at the end of the song or somewhere else on the album with some other lyric. And people think it's a callback um, to an unreleased Mac Miller song, which is also called Crickets. So that's deep. For that. Um, I, I grabbed that from a TikTok, which I have, which I will also share on social, but there you go. Great. Um, we should say we're going to, we haven't even covered her relationships really in this episode. So we are going to do a part two for the Patreon exclusively yeah. on the men that Ariana yeah. has had in her life. And we'll go into the Manchester Renaissance concert because that was a moment in itself. We just that was the one love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want more, it's coming this week. Um, and also Ariana. we'll talk about the stands because I didn't get to talk about the stands and they're insane. But yes, hit me with your mini bandwagons. So you're doing um, bigger shout outs on the Instagram every week. So I'm just yes, going to show you to that today. Three Irish businesses that I have purchased from in preparation Great. for Christmas. Well, not in preparation for Christmas, just when I'm shopping for myself. And um, the first one is under the willow print company i'm not sure if i were did i talk about this last week maybe not um no i don't think so so it's handcrafted cards and prints i actually bought a print from them that's in irish um and it's like i can't remember which one i bought but it's basically like let me see if i can find it no i can't find it um they're consciously made prints um in ireland and it's an Etsy shop so you can go on and buy they're like really nice little Irish sayings and then it has the English really small underneath I think my one is this too shall pass or something they're really really pretty really cute. and they're quite affordable so if you are into that go look them up the second one is the Temple Wolf which is a store for oh yes Bo- you bought something from them yeah a store for boho dreamers that donates to charity um, Emma is really nice I bought uh, a jewellery box a kind of like moon and stars jewellery box and uh, chakra crystals just because I, I like oh build, lovely building my crystal collection because I keep giving them away um, and... that must be good karma though That's yeah I, I would hope so yeah well, what, so. what you put out comes back to you threefold but uh, absolutely She's a really, really nice online store. If you have anyone in your life that's a little bit like boho or witchy or just enjoys like sage or Palo Santo or crystals or any of that buzz, um, she has a gorge website and uh, she gives a portion of her your pro- her profits to charity all the time. And she changes different charities. Um, so it's a really nice company to buy from. And finally, I got a Christmas card today that I bought from Nivella Design. So it's Nivella underscore design on Instagram. Um, and I got one. I saw that. Like really nice. Yeah, it's lyrics from the fairy tale of New York. Uh, it's like, so happy Christmas. I love you, baby. We'll have a better time when all our dreams come true, which is just a really big song between me and one of my friends at home. So I bought it for her for Christmas. But And it's so, it was like a couple of euro. Like it was so cheap and so beautiful. And it came with like a really nice little thank you card. 
Um, and she has loads of other prints and cards and bits up there. So go look her up because she's really, really nice. Do it. If they're good enough for me. Shop local, baby. They're good enough for you. Um, that's all I have. Great stuff. We leave it there. I think we will leave it there. Yes. As we said, more to be covered on Patreon. And last week's episode, we actually talked about Little Mix. Um, so if you want to subscribe, that would be really nice. And we also have some exclusive merch up there at the minute. Yeah. Um, just for patrons, just to say thanks for being a friend. Um, we will have news about another. Can we say this? About more merch? Yeah. There'll be so- merch. There'll be more merch available for everyone. Um, hopefully. Um, in the next couple of weeks. And you should have them in time should, should be and for be Christmas. Great little secret Santa presents, I will say. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I'm we... doing dream analysis tomorrow. Yes. God, God willing. Um, for patrons. But so only if for you patrons. want that as well, sign that, sign, sign that up and we will add you to our close friends and you can have your dreams analyzed by Breed Brown. Um, we are Bandwagon's podcast everywhere on social media. And on, on our new website. On our I new built, website that I built myself. Brown. Where can they find that breed? What's that called? Why is Shane on? Get off, Shane. Go away, Shane. Um, <laughs> it's uh, bandwagonspodcast.com. Um, yes. And um, yeah. And sorry, I just realized Shane actually needs to go and that's why he came on. Um, this podcast is from Clever Studios. <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, but only if it's nice. Follow us on Spotify. You'll get all the latest podcasts there. Um, that's all. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.